BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome. It is the verdict with Ted Cruz weekend review. Ben Ferguson with you. And these are the big stories that you may have missed that we talked about this week. Story one, a big one. Why is the media covering for a terrorist organization, Hamas, and lying to you about what Israel is doing? A perfect example is the fake bombing of the hospital in Gaza that everyone blamed on Israel. Story number two, Donald Trump, election interference. A new gag order has been put on the former president. How on earth can he run in a free and fair election if they won't let him talk or defend himself on some of these charges? And finally, what can you do as an American to actually help people in Israel? We talked to someone on the ground in Israel, and he will explain exactly what the needs are. It is the Weekend Review with Ted Cruz, and it starts right now. You know, I I would like to ask MSNBC to put out a formal statement explaining how someone who's raping a little girl is not a bad guy. Yeah. Because that's apparently their position. There are no good guys and bad guys. You've got to understand... Because the Palestinians are living under the boot of the Israeli military. That is a lie. That is a lie. But it's, it's convenient propaganda. This is the strategy. Push the lie. Push the lie. Put it out there. And, and the reason we've devoted this entire pod to this, more of this will come. Much more. This is just the beginning. I'm sorry to tell you next week it's going to be worse. And in two weeks, it's going to be even worse. And in three weeks, it's going to be even worse than that. Because as this war proceeds, Hamas is going to succeed in getting Palestinian civilians killed. They want to succeed. And when they have dead Palestinian civilians that they put in harm's way, then all the CNN cameras are going to rush to film the bodies and stand there and say, Israel has committed war crimes once again. Now, mind you, their alternative is do what the Biden State Department asked them to do. Do a ceasefire, say to Hamas, never mind, no, no, you can can attack, you can murder 1,200 Israelis and we'll do nothing because, look, the objective of Hamas is the same as the objective of anti-Semites in America and it is to utterly destroy Israel. And these 
corporate media propagandists are integral in the effort to destroy Israel. You know, Ben, we've given several examples from MSNBC, from CNN, and from ABC. But I don't want people to think that CBS and NBC are blameless in this because, sadly, the corporate media, they're all corrupt. So, so, so let's turn. I, I want to turn to two headlines from CBS. First of all was the initial headline they put up, and it reads, Israeli twin babies found hidden and unharmed at kibbutz where Hamas killed their parents, allegedly beheaded children. So that's on October 12th, a headline from CBS News. Now, thankfully... CBS came back and edited that headline. And so the second headline they put up was, Israeli twin babies found hidden and unharmed at kibbutz where Hamas killed their parents. Now, the second headline is fine. The first headline is part of a very deliberate propaganda effort to say babies were not beheaded. And you look at allegedly beheaded children. And the point is, aha, we found some babies, so it's not true that they beheaded children because here are two babies who are alive. I, I mean, that, that is so mendacious, it doesn't even pass the laugh test. And the topic, how are we discussing babies being beheaded? It's not difficult to tell the political agenda of the headline writer who wrote the first headline. Yep. It is Hamas didn't do this. The Israelis are lying. Nothing to see here. Cast doubt on all stories of atrocities you may have heard over the last week. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. By the way, that word allegedly, sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. When Israel strikes at Gaza and their Palestinian civilians killed, 20 bucks says right now CBS will not use the word allegedly. Allegedly will disappear. Let's give an example from NBC. Yeah. NBC News. NBC News. Here's the headline. Conservatives stoke fears of a Hamas attack in U.S. No credible threat, FBI says. The posts show how quickly the latest bloody conflict between Israel and Hamas has upended online political debate thousands of miles away. Now, I've been part of this political debate online because I told the story. You and I did this on the podcast the other day. There, there have been more terrorists on the terrorist watch list this year that have been caught coming across the board than the last five years combined. So I guess I'm a part of the online, you know, uh, the, the online political debate by telling the facts that there have been more people on the terrorist watch list that have come across the border and been caught this year. That doesn't count any of the gotaways, any of the people that got across we don't know about, than the last five years combined. And if you say that now, now you're part of some weird conspiracy theories group. NBC went all in trying to cover that there's no reason to think terrorism will happen in the United States. By the way, among the conservatives stoking fears are apparently you and me, because Friday's podcast, we went into great length on this, how, how this is particularly dangerous when you have Hamas calling for a global day of jihad, and we've had two and a half years of open borders with hundreds, if not thousands, of criminals and terrorists crossing into this country illegally. And look, the numbers that we have of people on the terror watch list, the numbers that, that we have of people from special interest countries, those are disturbing, but it's the tip of the iceberg. What is really worrying are the gotaways. We don't know how many terrorists came on the gotaways. We know that the fact that they got away shows they're deliberately evading arrest. It suggests that they're not 
blameless. They're not because if you're blameless, if you don't have a criminal record, if you're not a gang member, if you're not a terrorist, you turn yourself into the Biden administration and go. they let you go. So there's no reason to be a gotaway unless you're a drug dealer, unless you're a criminal, unless you're a terrorist. That's the only MS-13 reason. MS-13 gang member. Yes. That, that's why people are gotaways. And, and the number, you're looking at upwards of a million and a half gotaways. We don't know how many terrorists are among that group. But NBC is reporting as news. There's no reason to be afraid of terrorism in America. Never mind the million and a half people who came in who could be terrorists. Never mind the fact that if you were a terrorist, if you wanted to commit jihad, there's an obvious way to do that. Yet you and I are not giving away some state secrets saying if you're a terrorist who wants to murder Americans, the way to do it is cross over our southern border because these idiots in the White House will let you go. And they're not enforcing the border and it's not hard to be a gotaway. You can get away because the Border Patrol agents are so swamped with processing paperwork and changing diapers and dealing with the 7.6 million illegal immigrants that they're not able to be actually protecting this nation. And mind you, the Biden administration has also pulled federal air marshals off of planes so our planes are less secure because they're down there doing paperwork as well. These two crises are intertwined and NBC News does not want anyone to connect that our open borders makes us subject to a greater risk of terrorism. I believe it is indisputable. The risk of a major terror attack today is greater than any time it has been since 9-11. Now, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can go back and listen to the full podcast from earlier this week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Now on to story number two. This gag order that was just put on former President Donald Trump, plain and simple, is this election interference at its, at its worst, but also at its finest for Democrats who say, hey, we can shut up a candidate running the leader in the lead by, I don't know, 40 plus points, depending on what poll you look at. We're going to make sure this guy can't defend himself and what we're trying to do to him. This gag order is blatantly unconstitutional. Really? It is an absolute abuse of power. Here's what the gag order reads. Quote, all interested parties in this matter, including the parties and their counsel, are prohibited from making any public statements or directing others to make any public statements. 
that target one, the special counsel prosecuting this case or his staff, two, defense counsel or their staff, three, any of this court staff or other supporting personnel, and four, any reasonable foreseeable witness or the substance of their testimony. Now, I want to focus in particular on two of them. Number one, the special counsel prosecuting the case. The judge is saying you're not allowed to make this case that the special counsel is a rabid partisan Democrat who's made a career out of prosecuting Republicans, out of abusing his power. And, and he's saying Trump can't make that point. But or she, rather, the, 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 the judge. But, but even more importantly, number four, Trump is for, prohibited from saying any, making any public comments about any reasonable foreseeable witness or the substance of their testimony. So one of the witnesses is Mike Pence. Mike Pence is currently running against Donald Trump for president of the United States. Yeah. So you now have a federal judge saying <laughs> you, the leading candidate for president of the United States as a Republican, are prohibited by this court from making any comments, positive or negative, about Mike Pence, one of your opponents. That's impossible, by the way. I, you know, I can just envision if Trump participated in a debate, and, and I don't know if he will or not, but you could imagine him on a debate stage and Mike Pence stands up and attacks him, and, and Mike Pence has criticism of Trump, and Trump turns to him, and, and if Trump were to follow this order, I guess Trump would say, I would like to respond to those comments, but I am prohibited by court order from saying anything regarding the individual who just said that. That's absurd. That is right in the face laughing at the First Amendment, laughing at free speech, laughing at the democratic process. Now, watch and listen to what Donald Trump said in response to this. Uh, they think the only way they can catch me is to stop me from speaking. They want to take away my voice. And a judge uh, gave a gag order today. Did you hear that on speech? which I believe is totally unconstitutional what she did. A judge gave a gag order. A judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me. But uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. But this is weaponry all being done because Joe Biden is losing the election and losing very, very badly to all of us in the polls. He's losing badly. But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. By the way, that's why people love him. Uh, look. He, he's calling it out and saying, fine, you want to go there? You can put me in jail. I'm willing to go to defend my rights to that end. There are very few statements Donald Trump has made that I agree with more emphatically than what he just said there. That is exactly right. Um, by the way, on the face of it, he arguably via violated the gag order right there because he's pointing out that the judge is a radical leftist and is, in fact, one of the most liberal judges, if not the most liberal judge on the entire D.C. court. Um, I don't think the D.C. judge is going to dare to put him in jail. Like, you could. She, she, she could, really could. That was my question. She, Based on that, could she actually go and arrest him? She, she could issue an order, go arrest him, and put him in jail. Um, part of me wants her to do that because if she did, he would immediately appeal and I am absolutely certain the appellate courts would reverse it. I put it at a hundred percent. Even for a hardcore leftist judge, she knows that. 
she's not going to lock then him why up. did she do the gag order that's my question because she, if you if you know donald trump at all you know he's going to push that button because there's an arrogance to it and i think what she probably will do is find him okay i think you will see her at some point i don't think she'll take that comment i think she'll try to find something that is really explicitly blasting the prosecutor or explicitly blasting mike pence or some other potential witness and I think what is likely to, that we're, we're likely to see is that she enters an order fining him $1,000 or $5,000 or $50,000 or $100,000, whatever, some amount. Um, and I expect that fine to be appealed. But it will not be appealed with the urgency of if she issued an order for the leading Republican candidate to be incarcerated. And the former president of the United States of America. Yes. That appeal would be resolved within hours. Like, like that would be done on an emergency expedited basis. And even the D.C. Circuit leans left. I don't believe the D.C. Circuit. Look, um, the Supreme Court uh, in, in, in a case called Seattle Times versus Reinhardt said that litigants' First Amendment rights, quote, may be subordinated to other interests that arise in the courthouse. For instance, on several occasions, this court has approved restrictions on the communication of trial participants where necessary to ensure a fair trial for a criminal defendant. But this isn't designed to ensure a fair trial for a criminal defendant. In fact, just the opposite. Yeah. This is designed to hurt the criminal defendant. And, and I, I, I will point out, in New York Times versus Sullivan, which is a landmark, maybe the landmark free speech, freedom of the press case, the Supreme Court said that the First Amendment reflects, quote, a profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues should be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attack on government and public officials. What this judge has just said is you're not allowed to criticize the prosecutor. You're not allowed to criticize Merrick Garland, the most political attorney general in America's history, for weaponizing the Department of Justice to go after you because he's afraid you'll win the election and he wants to abuse the justice system to lock you up because he doesn't want the voters to be able to vote for you. You're not allowed to say that because... While you're running for president. I don't want the, I don't want the voters to hear that. That's not about the jury pool. That's not about protecting the integrity of the trial. That's about... I don't like anyone knowing what's going on. Now, everyone knows what's going on. That's why every time Trump gets indicted, his numbers in the primary go up. Yeah. Because it's obvious whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, even people that don't like Trump, they look at this and say, this is garbage. And, and this gag order, I, I, I got to say, this judge may overreach. And I think this gag order is overreaching. Now, the gag order on the face of it is not likely to be immediately appealable on an expedited basis. When the appeal will speed up, in all likelihood, is when the judge orders a consequence. If the judge ordered incarceration, if the judge says lock She's Donald Trump up. She's crazy enough to do that. I don't think she is. I actually don't. I, I think, I don't know this judge at all. I've never practiced in front of her. I don't know her. But from everything I know, I'm assuming, and, and her record indicates she's a hardcore leftist. But I, but I don't think she's stupid. Yeah. If you issue an order, go incarcerate the president of the United States, lock him up. By the way, you want to talk about unprecedented, put it in handcuffs, put it in prison. Secret Service is coming with him. So in the cell, you're going to have Secret Service agents protecting Donald Trump in prison. 
If she issued that order, you would have an emergency expedited appeal. And my prediction is in less than a day, it would be reversed. I actually think in hours. I don't even think it would take, it wouldn't take 24 hours. It would take a couple of hours. And, and Trump is exactly right. Send me to jail, you crazy lunatic partisan who is rubber stamping this abuse of power from the most partisan attorney general we've ever seen. Um, it's incredible. This gag order is a sad moment in American democracy. It's a sad moment for American free speech. And, and let me close the podcast with this question. Can you name a single Democrat who's criticized the gag order? Not a one. Uh, so I can't name an elected Democrat, but I can actually, I'm going I'm to close with this. I can name Erwin Chemerinsky. So Erwin Chemerinsky, I know him well. He's a very liberal left-wing law professor. When I litigated the case defending the Texas Ten Commandments Monument in in Texas, went to the Supreme Court, we won 5-4. The lawyer on the other side was Erwin Chemerinsky. Uh, He and I have done multiple debates one-on-one. He's he's a very smart, very affable, very liberal constitutional law professor. So Erwin wrote on October 17, 2023, an op-ed in the LA Times entitled, A Federal Judge's Gag Order Against Trump May Be Satisfying, but it isn't constitutional. And here's what Irwin wrote. Basic First Amendment principles cast serious doubt on the judge's order. Quote, the Supreme Court has long held that court orders prohibiting speech constitute prior restraint and allowed, are allowed only in extraordinary and compelling circumstances. Quote, what is particularly trouble, troubling about Chutkin's order is that it seems primarily concerned with protecting prosecutors and court personnel from Trump's vitriol. The law is clear that speech can't be restricted to prevent government officials from being criticized or even vilified. Quote, the Supreme Court has repeatedly held that the First Amendment protects a right to criticize government officials, even harshly. Quote, there is no reason to believe, however, that Trump's criticism of Smith, his staff or court personnel will prevent a fair trial. It is impossible to imagine that Trump's attacks will change how the prosecutors behave. Erwin Chemerinsky is demonstrating principle here. He's absolutely right. Name one Democrat senator who's shown this principle. Name one Democrat House member who's shown this principle. If they exist, I don't know about it because today's Democrat members of Congress hate Donald Trump so much that the rule of law, the First Amendment, the Constitution, free speech, none of it matters. Trump hatred defines today's Democrat Party. As before, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation on this topic, you can go back and download the podcast from earlier this week to hear the entire thing. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Ben Ferguson. Inflation is heavily eroding your purchasing power, putting your savings, your retirement accounts and future legacy at risk. With more taxes, the continuous threat of war, a national debt exceeding $34 trillion and the push for central bank digital currencies. Our financial freedom is at stake. So if you have $50,000 or more in retirement savings, you may be at risk. In times of economic uncertainty, securing your family's financial future is essential. Freedom Gold USA is here to empower you. 
You can act now by calling them 1-800-655-8843. And you can find out more by visiting them at freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben. Why should you go there? Because the team at Freedom Gold USA is ready to help you preserve your wealth and provide stability in these uncertain times. Learn how to add gold and silver to your IRA or have it shipped to your home. You can safeguard your wealth with physical gold and silver and take control of your financial future today. Now, here's the best part. When you call them, you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. That's right. Call 1-800-655-8843 or visit freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben to see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. That's freedomgoldusa.com slash Ben. I want to get back to the big story number three of the week you may have missed. Lastly, for for everyone in in the U.S. that's going to be hearing this, is there anything that they can do? I've had so many people reach out saying they want to get involved, they want to help. What is it they can do? Obviously, pray for the people of Israel uh, and, and those the the loved ones are still have their loved ones who are missing that are being held hostage. But is there anything else, all right, that, that Americans can do if they want to be involved? Thank you for asking and. and Having had the privilege of representing America here in Israel for, for four years, I know that Americans love Israel, and I know that Americans love being on the side of good, and, and, and Israel's a great example of that. Here, here are the three things that somebody can do, and, and I, I just want to highlight for one moment, it's important for all the listeners to know that there were 30 Americans killed yes. in this tragedy, and there are 11 Americans at least still missing. I remember a time where there was a submarine, a tourist submarine, to go see the Titanic, and I think there were five, six, seven people on board, and the, the, the nation was gripped by how many hours of oxygen that they had left. And, and it was this torn of watching these people die, but the world was gripped and, and prayed and, and whatever else happened to, to happen. And I'm not belittling that by any stretch of imagination. But I do not see the same captivation of America of 11 American young men and women being held hostage. The Red Cross has not been able to see them. We don't know where they are. The leaders of their organization sit in a major non-NATO allied country, Qatar. They sit there in the Four Seasons villas and are living it up while they know where our young men and our young women are. And I don't know why there's not a counter of how many seconds have gone by since their parents, if their parents are still alive, have seen them last. Since America knows where they are. I mean, this is, this is, this is, yes, in Israel, but there are Americans amongst the hostages and, and, and Americans amongst the killed in action and, and, and we have people protesting the streets, rooting these people on that they are, they are, they are rooting on the killing and the kidnapping of Americans. Let's just, I just want to be, be Crystal clear on that. Yes. Um, three, three, three different things we can do as, as, as human beings, certainly as Americans, because we're highly influential and connected. The first is, is prayer. And God neither sleeps nor he slumbers. Uh, let's make sure that he's busy 24-7. Uh, if you pray, pray more. If you don't pray yet, start now. That's critical. Number two is Israel will defend itself by itself. It does not want an American troop. It never has wanted an American troop. It needs arms, needs weapons, it needs to be able to be resupplied, and it needs diplomatic cover 
to be able to continue to do this. The senators pointed out so clearly how fast the world turns against Israel. The United States needs to have the moral clarity to allow Israel to exercise this tumor along its side called Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Iran. It needs that diplomatic space and needs the weaponry to be able to do it by itself. The third thing is, look, all, all of my neighbors, as I said, have somebody who's at the front. I don't know how they sleep at night, which is by more than more than honor to be up in the middle of the night to be able to be on this podcast. There's a very little bit that I can do. If you post, post. If you give charity, give charity. But whatever it is that you do, do it until it hurts. There are mothers who cannot sleep tonight because their kids are missing. There are fathers who cannot sleep tonight because their kids are on the front and they don't know if they will come home. If we want to be with them, we need to be with them. And that means do something differently than you would normally do. If you normally pray for five minutes, pray until you're missing the football game this Saturday. Pray until, right, if you give charity, if you can afford $1,000, figure out how to give $2,000. There are ways that we can be with the people of Israel at this point in time, the Americans who are still missing at this point in time, in a way that God will know that I am willing to sacrifice in order to help share the pain. Pain can be diffused, pain can be shared, and so will victory. Israel will win. Uh, the free world will win. America will win. We just need to do those three things. So, Arya, that was profound and powerful, and, 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 and I agree with all three. Let me make a couple of observations. One, uh, the fact, my friend, that you are a rabbi came through loud and clear when when you gave the, the, the wonderful advice, if you pray, pray more. If you don't pray, start praying now. I, I love that advice, and that's, that's good advice to every listener of Verdict. I, I enthusiastically second that, that counsel. Um, and, and you're right in terms of all of the steps of adding the voice, adding the voices of truth that, that, that are really needed powerfully right now. Um, you know, I, I, I want to ask you, I, I want to shift just as we're wrapping up to a broader policy question, because you are living in Israel, you're experiencing firsthand what's happening there. But you also have been a very senior United States official, the chief of staff to the American ambassador to Israel during one of the most consequential times in the history of Israel, and that was the Trump presidency. David Friedman was ambassador. We moved the American embassy to Jerusalem, something presidents of both parties had promised, both Republican and Democrat, and presidents of both parties had broken that promise, and yet we were able to deliver on it. And and you also were integral in a process just, just two and a half years ago. We were at a moment where where peace was breaking out in the Middle East. The Abraham Accords were being signed, and we were seeing Arabs and Israelis coming together in, in, in a moment that, that many of us were afraid we, we would never see, and it was extraordinary, and you played an important part in that process. And so what I want to ask you is a question. What changed? Three years ago, I remember standing on the South Lawn of the, of the White House for the signing of the Abraham Accords, and people were marveling, how did this happen? And now we're facing the worst war in Israel in over 50 years. And, 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 and in your judgment, as someone who was intimately involved in the policy that led to the good outcome, what has changed to have led to this horrific state of affairs where we find ourselves today? My goodness. 
Yeah, you know when your phone shows you like images that happen on that day. So three years ago this morning, I was in Abu Dhabi with our Secretary of the Treasury, Stephen Mnuchin, leading the first ever Abraham Accord business delegation to Abu Dhabi in the height of COVID. We brought a hundred Israeli business people, men and women, to meet with a hundred Emirati business people, men and women, in the middle of COVID. And, and had it not been COVID, they would have been hugging each other and said they were doing that stupid elbow thing. Uh, which like was worse for people, um, and 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 just three. And there was an El Al flight flying from Israel to Abu Dhabi to the United Arab Emirates, and, and five peace treaties in 123 days, and there were more to come. Had the Biden administration capitalized on that, the, the answer, and, and I will agree with how you started the show. Thank God for President Biden showing up to Israel. Thank God that President Biden brought the carriers into the Mediterranean close in order to do an act of, uh, of deterrence, I, I praise him, I thank him, and I think those are important. I think that's great. But the three years prior to that is why we're in this position. When, when you appease Iran, that is a Neville Chamberlain action. When yes. you fight Iran, that is a Churchill react. We have given money to Iran. We've taken our foot off of their financial neck. The, the billions, the tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars that Iran has gotten over the last three years were not used to rebuild their economy, their universities, their, their high-tech sector. They were used to fund terror. And, and, and when Biden decided that he wasn't going to use the words Abraham, of course, that sent a message to every country that joined Israel in peace, that we, the United States of America, do not stand with you. It left a vacuum in the region, and when the United States leaves a vacuum in the region, is not filled by Costa Rica, it's filled by China, Iran, and Russia. And the only deal that's been brokered in the last three years in the Middle East, after we did five in 123 days, with 10 other countries ready to go, we gave the playbook to the Biden administration. China brokered a deal in between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Now, why would Saudi Arabia achieve relationship of the United States of America agree to a deal with their number one adversary, Iran, brokered by China, because they didn't trust that the United States of America would be there for them. And, and our inability to be able to tell our allies concretely, we will be with you, creates a vacuum. And when that vacuum exists, it's filled by terror. Under the Obama administration, it was called ICE. Under the Biden administration, it's called Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran. It's the same thing. It's the same radicalism. But it's because we are not decisive, we are not clear, and we fund this. We fund this with our Iran deal that you fought against. We fund this with our hostage negotiations, which I would call ransom payments, which you fought against. But we nonetheless have enfranchised these monstrous barbarians who, who direct, fund, and lead these attacks. And we can call it Hamas. You can call it Hezbollah, but it's Iran. As always, thank you for listening to Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. Don't forget to download my podcast and you can listen to my podcast every other day. You're not listening to Verdict or each day when you listen to Verdict afterwards. I'd love to have you as a listener to, again, the Ben Ferguson podcast. And we will see you back here on Monday morning. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, 
Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ben Ferguson here. And if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.